Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. privilege of introducing to you a lady that I've had the pleasure of watching over a number of years now. I've watched her be a pastor. She's been the senior minister of her church with her beautiful husband, Tim, for 16 years, is it? 16 years, 14 years. 14 years as senior minister. She wouldn't believe it when she stands up and you look at her and go, no way. She has three incredible, incredibly beautiful, talented, gifted young men in her home. And Tim's not one of them. It's his sons I'm talking about. <laughs> he's, 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 he's not talented, gifted. He's just Tim. He's amazing. They run the most amazing church down at C3 City Campus right in the heart of Darlinghurst, right in the middle of, you know, probably one of the hardest places in Australia. They've pioneered a very successful upmarket church that's so trendy and so funky. I would go there if I was down there and if I wasn't here. She's an amazing speaker. She has written incredible books uh, called The Invisible Tree, children's books, that she's now published her fourth, The Invisible Tree series, all about the fruit of the Spirit and, you know, love, joy, peace. And she's writing these incredible books for children. They're incredible. They're amazing. She's going to bring them with her when she comes next time because, like every mother, she forgot to bring them. <laughs> it's all right. But tonight... She is with us. She is not only a great speaker, a great mother, a great pastor, an incredibly beautiful, transparent human being. This woman is the real deal. What she presents to you here is who she is. I love that. I love when someone speaks and you know that this is just who she is. She's transparent. She's pure. I think she's the closest thing I've ever met to the Proverbs 31 woman. But don't tell her that because she'll get a big head and she'll be up baking all night. It'll just be awful. But she is. I think she's just, she's the epitome of a lady. I think she's the bride of Christ in flesh. And, and she is my dear, dear friend. Why don't we stand to our feet and welcome the beautiful Pastor Kiri Lilo. Thank you. The embodiment. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, gorgeous. Thank you, Jules. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you the real story. All right. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, so excited to be here. Sit down, sit down. Okay. Let me tell you some reality about my world. Just so you realize I'm not completely the embodiment of the Proverbs 31 woman. Although I love that. I love that. 
You see me like that, Jules. Your pastor is prophetic, isn't she? She is prophetic, and I am receiving that tonight because what a beautiful vision. And, you know, the message I've got to share tonight is all about God clothing us and us learning to clothe each other. And I love that you've got a senior pastor who clothes women continually with the presence, the love, the beauty, the dignity, the worth that Christ gives us. She's a hero to me. She's a prophetic princess. (laughs) She's a worshipping goddess. I know we're not allowed to have goddesses, but you know, she's amazing. And you know, she's like a mum to me in many ways. And her daughters are just beautiful and I love you girls and so good to see you all up here tonight and Tim and I we love this church such a rich presence of God here and I'm telling you you know I did spend some time in prayer coming into this event and I just feel like the devil's had a real go in this area and in this region And even with us as women, there's been some heavy chains. Some heavy chains that the enemy has tried to bind us with. And I had a picture, actually, of some women here tonight. And women in this region with our hands tied together. And I feel like there's women here that are bound up and that we feel like we can't do anything good for God. Our hands are never going to do anything great or worthwhile. And I feel like tonight the Holy Spirit's going to break some chains because there's lies, girls. There's lies that we listen to, that we're inadequate, that we're not good enough. We wear shame and we wear the lies of the enemy and we fail to yield our lives and yield our hands to the work that the Holy Spirit has for us. Every one of us has got hands that God is crying out to use in our community, hands that he wants to use to heal the brokenhearted, to bring a meal to someone, to bring a word of encouragement. Every single one of us has got hands that the Lord wants to use. But so often in our own inadequacies, our hands are tied and the enemy's lies captures us. And tonight, I feel like God wants to liberate us. Liberate us. Because he wants us free, but not just for us. If we're not free, our hands can never be used to be his hands and feet. And there's jobs that only you can do, that your hands were created for, homes that only you can reach. And if we're allowing these chains to bind us up, these hands will never reach the places the Lord wants them to reach. So that's just a sense that I had coming in tonight, that there's some chains that are going to be released off our hands. So we're free to be God's daughters being used by him. Isn't that good? Amazing. So girls, let me tell you the real picture. Okay, I need lots of grace tonight because I have moved house this week. Yes, I have moved house this week. And not only that, in the middle of moving house, all right, I'm being transparent, 
I discovered nits in my children's hair mid-moving house. So not only have I moved house, but I have combed the hair and done all of those other things. And all right, that's just reality, okay? Reality, who's with me? It's like your worst nightmare. Don't worry, I had girlfriends that came to my rescue and clothed me with peace in the midst of it because sometimes we need it, right? So tonight I want to share a message with you that I've been sharing all around the place actually and I feel really privileged to be able to share this message. It's really the heart of God for women. It's a uh, message straight from his word for us. It's about stripping off old clothing, tattered garments, aspects of our identity God never intended us to wear and learning to wear what his word says about who we are. I had an experience um, earlier this year. You know, I've often shared with our girls in the city about learning to clothe ourselves with his word. But at the beginning of this year, I had an experience where I really started to understand the foundation of that message. And um, I, I think it was the middle of school holidays. You know, I've got these three boys. It gets pretty wild in my home. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was feeling like a failure. And, you know, I couldn't quite keep it all together. And I went out to a movie with my husband, and it wasn't even a sad movie, but I was sobbing. I think it was like Saving Mr. Banks. Who's seen it? Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, it was sad. I know some people think it's sad. Some people are like, what? You cried in that movie? Anyway, I was just sobbing. But it was because I was feeling raw. You know when you just feel raw? And... um, And I came home that night and I was feeling all messy on the inside. I was just feeling like, God, I just can't pull it all off. I can't make it all happen. I can't pull it all together. And and I went to like grab a Christian book and like just, you know, to try to fix myself up. And I just felt like the Lord say, stop, Carolee, stop. I don't want you to fix yourself up right now. Come to me as you are. Come to me, messy, broken, Kiralee. Don't cover yourself with the latest performance technique, (laughs) the latest 10 points to be a good mum. Just come to me as you are. I love broken you. I love messy you. And I came to him and it was, you know, I had a beautiful time in the presence of God that night, feeling his acceptance in my own brokenness, you know, in the parts where I don't have it together, where I know that there's shattered parts of me on the inside and just feeling the love and the acceptance of Jesus in that place. And I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I was still feeling a little bit messy and a little bit broken and I went out and to spend some time with the Lord and I was just sitting there and I was journaling and I'm like, okay, God, I get it. You know, you want me to take off my masks of performance and come to you as I am, broken and messy, but I've got to go to work today as a pastor. Like, I can't just rock up broken and messy. I've got to go to work and do stuff today because isn't that what life's like? Yes, we can be real and broken and messy, but 
there's stuff to do. We've got to get about life. And I felt like the Lord say to me, Kiralee, it's okay. I don't want you to put on your masks. Let me clothe you for what I've called you to do. Let me clothe you for what I've called you to do. And I said, I started to ask God, I said, God, what what is the difference between the masks that we put on to feel okay and to fix ourselves up and cover ourselves and the clothing that you put on us? And, um, And I started to write and I thought I'd just read you a part of what I wrote that morning. I wrote, so as I take off the masks of performance, masks that lead to fear, anxiety, and comparison, I ask you to clothe me with your words and your truth. Lord, what is the difference between the masks we put on and the clothing and armor that you give us? What's the difference between covering and clothing? I sense that the masks we put on are built by human hands, They're fashioned by our own doing. They're our idea of what's acceptable to you. They're clothes that we make to cover ourselves before you. The problem is they never cut it. Right back in the garden, Adam and Eve did it. They realised their nakedness and they fashioned garments for themselves from fig leaves. And they hid. They hid their nakedness from God. And I started to realise that this is what happened in the beginning of time when Adam and Eve sinned and they became aware of their broken humanity. They took fig leaves. They desperately needed to cover themselves like what we so often feel like girls, desperately needing to cover ourselves. And they took fig leaves and they covered themselves. But God looked down and his heart broke because they were never meant to be covered and they were certainly never meant to cover themselves and what happened was the Lord in Genesis 3:21 it says that the Lord made long coats tunics of skins and he clothed them and I wrote in my journal so he makes some garments of leather from the skin of a dead animal And with a breaking heart, he clothes the man and woman that he loves. The man and woman he walks with, the man and woman created for his pleasure. And then, ladies, at the cross, the body of his heavenly son was broken. And his heavenly skin, the garments of life that covered Christ, was stripped off him by his father to clothe the nakedness of our flesh, to clothe our broken and shattered heart, to clothe us. You see, ladies, I believe that it was God's original intention that we come naked before him. But after the fall, when brokenness and shame made its way into our being, God came up with a master plan He slaughtered the animal and clothed clothed Adam and Eve with leather as a foretelling of slaughtering his own son and clothing us with the life of Christ. It was his original intention 
that we were naked before him. But ladies, it's his redemptive intention that day by day we are clothed by him. And the difference between covering and clothing, the coverings that we make girls, they cover who we really are. But the clothing that God gives us, and I'm going to list all the clothing that he gives us to wear, they enhance and they draw out the woman on the inside. We can be transparent when we have the clothing of God on. When we wear our fig leaves, girls, it hides us and we get trapped inside ourselves. And fig leaves come in many varieties. Before I knew Christ, I wore fig leaves. I wore fig leaves of male attention and relationships, trying to cover my brokenness with relationship after relationship after relationship after relationship. But those flimsy fig leaves, they never cut it. They didn't really, they didn't really clothe who I am. And then I've discovered even as a Christian, we can have fig leaves. I've discovered that there's fig leaves of performance and perfectionism, doing everything right and doing everything perfectly. And I've been trying that fig leaf out for about 10 years and it doesn't work. (laughs) Uh, It kind of breaks, it shatters because there is only one that's righteous and perfect and that's Jesus Christ and we were never created to be, have to try to have that pressure on us. There's other fig leaves that we can wear as Christian women, the fig leaf of the perfect wife or the perfect mother. Sometimes we even cover ourselves with our children. But as I mentioned, God doesn't want us covered by any fig leaves. Christian fig leaves, non-Christian fig leaves. He wants us to come naked before him and then allow his beautiful word to clothe us. And this is what I've been learning about this year. And, you know, as I've looked at the Bible, it's right through the Bible. When Jesus was pierced at the cross, they took his clothing and they divided it amongst humanity. In the book of Revelation, it says, here's what I want you to do. Buy your gold from me, gold that's been through the refiner's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me clothes designed in heaven. You've gone around half naked long enough and buy medicine for your eyes from me so you can see, so you can really see. So there's these clothes, girls. And the thing about our heavenly wardrobe, and I'm going to list through a bunch of garments, but the thing about this heavenly wardrobe, we can't buy it with them with money. We can't buy the garments of Christ with good works, the only way we can buy the garments that Christ has for us is with the currency of faith. That is the way we access our identity as daughters of God, because really this is a message of identity. It's about who we are, and we access it by faith. There is no other way, girls. And we go into this heavenly wardrobe and we do the great exchange. We strip off certain garments 
And that's something I've learned. Sometimes there's things we need to strip off to put on the garments that God gives us. The other thing I've learned about our heavenly wardrobe is sometimes we can't clothe ourselves and we need our girlfriends to help clothe us. And I've learned that as women, it's our job and my job to also clothe the women around me. We go shopping together. We discover our identity together as daughters of God. So just before I get into this whole list of garments, I just thought we'd watch a little clip which just articulates the heart of this message. Thanks, guys. Naked, beautiful, and perfectly made. She stands in the garden, unafraid. Covered by glory, freedom, and love. Pinnacle of creation, adored from above. Choice designed by the Maker's hand. Preyed on by darkness in the land. And this beauty, created to rule and reign, breaks trust and now is covered in shame. Desperate to cover creation flawed, fig leaves upon the form adored. Heartbroken, he knows her leaves will break, her shame, her darkness he must take. And in his pain he reaches down and pierces his heart to form her gown. Leaves are gone and clothing is born. Beauty redeemed for her heavenly form. Yay. I think some of you have seen that. Jules has been playing it a bit here. She's been a big fan of this message. So in the city with a team of our girls at City Campus, we've been on a journey of bringing our spiritual garments to life with actual physical garments. And I've been working with a dressmaker and a designer and she's been making garments for each spiritual garment. And we've had girls in the church model these garments who have had to learn to put on these God-given clothes. And it's kind of this exciting journey. You can follow it on my blog, kiralilo.com. We've kind of got photography of it all up there. And yeah, we're going through it over the next year or two, actually, it will take to kind of unravel this full message. But tonight, we're going to get a snippet. And I've got one of our garments a little bit later in the evening, partway through that I have live here tonight to share with you. So that will be awesome. But let's talk about these garments that God has for us. And the first garment I want to talk about tonight is the garment of salvation. And the reason why I want to talk about the garment of salvation first is often it's after we slip on the garment of salvation that a whole lot of clothes that we've been trying to put on that just haven't fit correctly start to fit us. Sometimes we're trying to be strong, 
or we're trying to be good. We're trying to be all sorts of things. But when we let go of our own efforts to save ourselves, our own efforts to make ourselves right, and when we enter into Christ's salvation, when we enter into what He's done, often many other qualities that we're seeking start to come naturally. They're easy for us to slip on. In the Bible, in the book of Isaiah 61.10, it says, He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. And salvation is an item of clothing that we put on. And the moment that we first receive Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, the moment that we recognise that He is God and put our faith in Him, we take a hold of that garment of salvation and put it on. And at the close of the meeting tonight, I know we're going to have a time of prayer And if you've never, ever, ever before put on the garment of salvation, it is the most stunning garment you can put on. You will feel like a princess in a moment when you receive Jesus Christ because he transforms us in a moment. It's like a beautiful wedding dress, the garment of salvation. It's stunning. But do you know what, girls? Yes, we put it on the moment that we receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour. We put on salvation. But I have found that we need to dress ourselves with salvation each and every day. Because we forget. We forget what's happened to us. We forget what Christ has done. And our spiritual wardrobe is a lot like our natural wardrobe. We need to put it on every day. We need to wake up and walk into that spiritual wardrobe and grab the garment of salvation. I am saved. Jesus has saved me. I can wear the helmet of hope. The helmet of salvation is guarding my thoughts. I have salvation. I am a new creation because Christ has saved me. We dress ourselves in it each day. I think that sometimes, girls, as Christians, we think that when we wake up, we just kind of get up there, stand there, and like in the fairy tales, how the little birds come and like <laughs> carry the dresses and dress us. <laughs> Do you know what? Sometimes God's gracious and he just does that. But most days, girls, Just like in the natural, our clothes don't just float down on us. We've actually got to walk into that wardrobe, walk into that secret place of the presence of God, and we need to dress ourselves every day to put on that garment of salvation. It's a daily event what we dress ourselves in. It doesn't just float down always. Does sometimes, doesn't it? He's good. But often we need to put it on ourselves. And you know, one of our primary, one of our primary things as women of God is to clothe other women with that garment of salvation. To bring that message of salvation, which your church so beautifully does, 
to our community, to begin to clothe those around us with salvation. Start speaking it over women before they even realise it themselves. Start talking to women as if they're already saved. Start speaking salvation. Imagine that white dress being cast over the women around you, the women in your community. Don't look at them with the stains and the faults. Look at them with that beautiful white covering wedding dress all over them. See them as clothed in salvation before they even are. That's our job, to clothe our community in the garment of salvation. The next garment I want to talk about is the robe of righteousness. And I am so passionate about this garment because I have had to fight for it myself. You know, the enemy hates this garment. He hates it. He does not want women to get a hold of the robe of righteousness because the righteous are as bold as a lion, the Bible says. And when we understand our righteousness in him and our right standing with God, we are an unstoppable force. And so the enemy comes and he tries to clothe us in shame. And I've spent a lot of my life clothed in shame. I grew up in a household where my dad was a heavy drinker. And if any of you have had that experience, you know that part of your clothing in that environment is the garment of shame. Sadly, but once we come into an environment where our God is our Father, this beautiful, amazing Father, He strips off and He removes that shame. It breaks His heart to see His children clothed in shame. And He starts to clothe us with His righteousness. It's not our own righteousness because none of us can be righteous. Our own righteousness is as filthy rags. It's impossible. It's Christ's righteousness. This robe is expensive. Now, have we got an image? Actually, we've been making the robe of righteousness. And I've got an image of the fabric that has been printed. And this robe, I mean, my dressmaker has spent a lot of money (laughs) on this garment because she is passionate about it. But Jesus gave his life for the robe of righteousness, yet some of us refuse to wear it, girls. Some of us refuse to wear it, yet he gave his entire life for us to wear his righteousness, to take a hold of his righteousness. There it is. It's this beautiful printed silk. One of the girls in our church did the design. It's a cross and there's blood and there's roses and there's beauty all wound together. If you can get it, imagine that's going to become a robe. It will be amazing. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.